Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the world's greatest and longest running and bestest ever podcast talking about everything related to the Doom Patrol and then some. Hi everyone, I'm Paul. You can find me on Twitter at Ridney underscore Hicks and also at WaitingForDoom.com is our website where we have everything to do with our show. Uh, you can send us an email at WaitingForDoom at gmail.com. Technically a Gmail, not an email. Um, and we are on Facebook and every single one of our episodes is available somewhere. Um, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, not Spotify, sorry, and Podbean.com. And you can buy me a coffee, not me individually, me as in uh, Mike and I together. Yes. You can buy me a coffee if you feel inclined. But, um, yeah, Mike's going to say some more stuff now. Yes, hello. I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Avantgarde. I'm also on Blue Sky, same name. You're on there as well, Paul? Yeah, I'm HIX on yeah. Blue Sky. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice place. Nice, yeah. nice friendly place. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you can also find on Twitter our sentient show account. That's Wilfred at WFDPod. G'day, Wilfred. Hello, humans. And this week we are talking about another issue of Unstoppable Doom Patrol. Woohoo! But first, Paul, how has your week and a bit and however long it's been since we last spoke? Has anything happened since we last talked? Uh, I'm just trying to think. Oh, yeah, I, I went to Heroes Con. <gasps> Have you been to Heroes Con? I've been to Heroes Con twice now. Oh. I'm in the two-timer club with you. Excellent. Welcome aboard. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I met lots of lovely people, lovely podcasters, uh, creators. Um, I Yeah, I had a fantastic time. I met some of our listeners who I'd never met. I met um, some of the podcasters I'd never seen in person before. It was a delight. And, uh, yeah, I, I stayed with Kevin. I, I partied with Jake. I, uh, yeah, I added to my comic collection of Swamp Thing considerably. You added uh, to my Detective Comics collection as well, which I, I am very appreciative of. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, you know, you know how you get in an Australian comic store and you're just going looking through and it's going, no, no, nothing. Oh, like he's a eight month old comic. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that they yeah, want 20 bucks for. Yeah. yeah, I was in Jake's store, and it was like, oh, here's some detective. Oh, you know, 70s detective. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Et cetera. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, I just, it took me like five minutes, and I pulled, what, 10 or 11 that you hadn't got? Yes. It was amazing. Yes. Yeah, and Jake had them all, and it's like, and then he just did some dodgy calculation and told me they were that this much, which. Uh, uh, thank you, Jake. I, you, and, I don't, and Paul, I think you. It was mates' rates. Right? <laughs> Mates. You, you pair of girthy heroes, you. So. <laughs> oh, Jake's the hero, not me. I'm, I'm just uh, an Aussie. <laughs> just an Aussie making his way across the universe to get to Heroes Con. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. but um, I had fantastic. I had, I had lunch with Laurel. I had lunch with Delvin. Um, we had lots of group dinners, and somehow people kept paying for me, no matter what <sighs> I tried. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Darren and Ruth hanging with Darren and Ruth. Um, Did Derek they behave themselves? Crab. <laughs> I never behave themselves. It's just—it's like the Three Stooges every time, except there's only two of them. Um, yeah, and yeah, it was fantastic, and I had a great time. And yeah, I—I I, I yearned for the experience, and I wish to do it again as often as possible. Well, hopefully, one year 
um, I will be able to come along and we can do a, a, a duo there. You know? Yeah, I, I did. A, I did. A, I did a panel about podcasting because I'm so good at it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and how was that panel? It was good. There was a whole bunch of you know nobodies on it and me. All oh, right. <laughs> I was sitting next to some guy called Shag and oh gosh. Um, Darren and Ruth were slapping each other next to him. And, oh, yeah. oh, the shame. Gosh. <laughs> Delvin. Delvin. He was there. Okay. Yeah, it was a, good. A bit of class there, finally. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I... Yeah, and I had fun. And I... Yeah. Nothing went wrong on my holiday. It was pretty good. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah. What about you? <laughs> Anything exciting <laughs> with you? Oh, just, you know, FOMO from not going to Heroes <laughs> No, um, just, uh... You know, Fear just, of mouldy onions. Yes, yes. I, I hate mouldy onions. I hate onions in general because I am a vampire. Um, no, just, just you know, trudging along through life and, and work. Very busy, um, as per usual. have been reading some actual comics, though. I've been getting into a series, I think it's from 2017, called Kill or Be Killed by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. It's very good. It's, mm. it's, it's a bit of a mind messer. And it's about a young man, or well, a youngish man, you know, a college student, who kind of makes a deal with a demon that he has to kill at least one person a month, otherwise he'll be killed by the demon. Um, and he inadvertently starts taking out, you know, Russian mafia dudes. <laughs> and hang, on, hang, on, hang on, what does he get by doing the killing? I mean, it, he it gets, sounds like a crap deal if he, you just he have gets, to do it. He gets to live. Oh, okay. Why yeah. didn't he get to live before? Because uh, basically the demon saved his life. Ah. Yeah. But there's this whole thing is like, is the demon real or is it all just, does he have mental health issues? What's actually going on? But it starts to look like the demon is real because um, as the first month draws to a close, this character gets really, really sick and really ill and isn't coping with life and then... He does his. He does a murder, as they say, and all of a sudden he starts to feel better. Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. But again, is is it his brain playing tricks on him, or is the demon real? Um, so yeah, so the you know he, he gets involved with the Russian mafia, and you know they start to hunt him down, and then the police get wind that you know is that there's some sort of masked vigilante in New York City taking out the bad guys, and so um, the the net starts to draw out. It's very good, and that's only ten issues in. I've still mm. got two more volumes to get. Um, I've got the third one sitting on my massive to-read pile. I've, I've got a box, a short box full of to-read stuff at the moment. <laughs> so, mm. yay. You've got to get some supporting struts on that read pile or it's going yeah. to kill you. Yeah, yeah. What a way to go, though. You know, he... Scaffolding. You need sort of supportive uh, scaffolding. It's, it's a short box, okay? Let's, let's calm down. But... <laughs> Why did you call it a pile? You're it's the a one pile. Confusing... You're the one confusing things. Higher. Um, <laughs> it's yes. It's it. I've got a bit of a backlog to to get caught up on, but you know, um, I'll get there one day. You know, mm. maybe. Treebeard. Treebeard had a backlog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right, little hobbit friend. I do. Oh my God, Treebeard's here on the podcast. <laughs> Hello, Doom Patrol fans. 
I'm waiting for the doom of Isengard. <laughs> what have you been reading, Treebeard? Nothing. Ah, <laughs> right. oh, well, on target, you know? Laser focused. <laughs> Anyway, um, shall we go see if there's any Doom news, Paul? Um, well, James Gunn, who apparently knows everything about what's happening with the DC Universe on uh, media uh, that isn't comics, um, so like... <laughs> film and TV uh-huh. and um, animation. Um, he basically, someone asked him what's happened to Doom Patrol uh, Season 4 Part 2, and he said, I think it's still coming. Well, he, he, he was more definitive than that. He said, I, I can't imagine it's not coming. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, are we a victims of his lack of imagination, or is it actually coming? Let's hope it's still coming. But, uh, yeah, so we we are still waiting for that. Yeah, yes. Just trying to find yes. the right word. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He um, he he did have to go. Uh, apparently, he you know he, there were two tweets he did, and the first one said, "Oh, I'm not sure about any of that." And then he came back and said, "Okay, yeah, got it confirmed. Um, they're not shelving it, but there's no date yet." So it's kind of like, mm, okay, that kind of confirms it. We know it's there. They just got to press play hmm. and give it to us. Well, I mean, they're probably going to put the cassette in the player and. So whatever they do. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> the, the CD. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's that's basically all we've got for news at the moment. Um, at the moment, Unstoppable Doom Patrol is, is kind of taking a break because they're doing night terrors, which yes. uh, is causing retailer terrors, I hear. Because, so, uh, you know... DC having an incredibly successful launch of uh, product with um, Dawn of DC. What's the best thing to do? Get a few months into that and just stop everything for a, a, an event. Uh, that let me check. Uh, no one asked for. <laughs> I wonder if they're just, you know, giving future content to a certain show called DC OCD. Maybe. Maybe that's their logic. Maybe they're kind of like, hey, you know, yeah. let's give them something to come back with. Yeah. Okay. That's not to say that Night Terrors won't be good, but it has um, upset the retailer community by killing the momentum of sales, which mm. they live and die by. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, um, what else is happening? Oh, uh, our Co-Fellowship of mm-hmm. the Ring, which is appropriate. Can you think of a better thing to say this time? The, the... I've not put any thought towards the Royal Paul. I don't want to upset you. <laughs> Okay. Yes. So At this stage, these are the uh, our army of people who have bought us coffee. They are AJ Wright, Tim Price, Abad, Kevin, and the Bat Pod. So thank you for those coffees. We thank toast you, you with our coffees. Yes. Toasted marshmallows in the coffees. Yep. That's a, that's a thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. Sure. So yeah, if you'd like to join that distinguished crew of people who can walk together like the reservoir dogs um you can you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com and just look for waiting for doom and uh yeah that's us mm. Mm, i could really go a coffee even though i don't yeah. like coffee you don't like coffee <laughs> not particularly I mean, no. I, i'm more of a 
You're a tea drinker, more a, aren't you? I'm more of a lion bed person. <laughs> <laughs> I do drink, yeah. I do drink tea, but not very often. The tea okay. is a yeah, this is really exciting stuff. So it is. Yeah. <laughs> what is that ticking mic that's interrupting? <laughs> that is thankfully the doom clock. Yay! Okay, so as we look upon the face of the mighty Doom Clock, we can see that it's been just over two weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue four of Unstoppable Doom Patrol, which we will be discussing in a few short moments. Uh, According to my sources, issue five of the series is due out on August 22nd, just over three and a bit weeks away. So, yeah. What? I think. Is my maths incorrect? Possibly. It's very early. It's not July already, is it? Yeah, we're, we're... Kind of getting towards the tail end of July, mate. Shit. Oh, well, yeah. Cut this short. I've got to go Christmas shopping. <laughs> anyway, it's now time for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game. And, Paul, I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want to do this classic old school question style? I'm going to do it new formula. New formula. So you new want me taste. to... You, you want new f- new flavour. I want crystal doom clock. <laughs> Okay, so this is only the second time we've done this, so for those that can't recall, um, I'm going to read a line of dialogue from each page of the issue that came out at some point in history of the Doom Patrol, and that's where Paul's going to formulate his guesses and his clues as to which issue it actually is. He has until I get to the last page of the issue, and then I will start the clock and he will have 30 seconds with which to make his final guess as to what the issue actually is. Are you doing ads as well? Would you like me to do ads as well? I don't know. I'll see what the... uh, Yeah, why not? I'll do an ad as well if I come across one. (laughs) Why not? Okay. This is weird. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready, Paul? I am am entirely ready. Okay. Uh, ready in every way that anyone has ever been ready. Okay. Well, uh, hang on. <laughs> Lower. Here we go. Okay. First page. How have you been, Nas Calder? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who, uh, you're not telling me who's speaking. You're just telling me. No, no, I... no. I'm not telling you. Okay. Come on. Okay. Come on. Cool. Cliff. Funny running into you here. Are you shopping for some new dungarees? Perhaps an engagement ring? What the hell? Yeah. Well, you okay. Want, you, you want it in your flavour. Um, okay. So, two questions. Yeah. Good. Third, third page. It's not something I'm proud of, Cliff. I've spent, But I've spent many years reflecting on activities such as those, and I'd like to think I've done some learning and growing. I want to heal this world of hurt. Is this issue drawn by Mike Allred? It is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what uh, number was that? I'm just. Uh, it's, uh, okay. it's the young animal run. It's after the opening arc with the vector and all that. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. um, I'm suspecting it's issue seven. Ding 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 ding! You've got that correct, my friend. One, two, three pages in. <laughs> oh, the dog's excited too. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Your little cheer squad is excited. Yeah, I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even get to an ad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well done. Well done. Three pages in, you got it. I didn't even get to an ad. <laughs> I, I should have kept written down what you, your, your score was last time. Because you made it through fairly quickly in the, the last time I did this as well. Anyway. So, yes. Going on sale for US three ninety nine on June twenty sixth, sorry, July twenty sixth of twenty seventeen, with the cover date of September of that year was Doom Patrol Volume Six, Issue Seven, titled Into the Scantiverse. This comic was brought to us by Jared Way, Michael Allred, Todd Klein, Laura Allred, and Jamie S. Rich, and it also had a variant cover by Nick Darrington. And the story saw the return of Niles Cordar, looking to rebuild and reshape the team, an idea which doesn't go over well with everyone. And it was also the first appearance of the Scants. Yes, those lovable creatures from another dimension that place bad ideas in your head, and when your brain accepts those as good ideas, a substance called idiot secretes from your ears, which the Scants then take and refine into Uma Jelly. Because of course they do. <laughs> anyway, this begs the question, how does... Niles called a know all of this, and what is he actually up to? To find out, you should check out episode 101 from August of 2017, which you can find in the Doom dossier for volume 6 over at waitingfordoom.com. And that is it for the Doom Clock this week. Hooray! Well done. I, I need a break to let a cat into the room now. <laughs> Cheers Cast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. Slide up to the bar alongside Ryan Daly and a rotating cast of guest hosts as they celebrate the long-running, award-winning television series, one hilarious episode at a time. New episodes of Cheers Cast drop every Thursday, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Back to waiting for pets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment of the show. It is Doom Splaining, where we talk about an issue of the Doom Patrol in some manner. And this episode, we're talking about Unstoppable Doom Patrol number four, the bonus issue. We finally got into it. And yeah, Paul is going to take us through his awesome synopsis about this issue. I am, and, and this issue is Unstoppable Doom Patrol number four. As Mike said, it's had a story by Dennis Culver and David LaFuente. Uh, it has art by David LaFuente. It has colours by Brian Reba. I met him at Heroes Con, and you oh, know wow. what? What? He's, he doesn't know anything about the Doom Patrol, but he knows a lot about doing colours. Does he know about us? Um, he does now. <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't take one of the show postcards and give it to him? Funny chance. Well, let me tell you, Mike, I have run out of show postcards. Oh, wow. I've got a few left. You have you? Yeah, I've got a few yeah. left. Would you um, be able to sell me some? I'll, I'll give you some. I won't sell them to you. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, it has letters by Pat Brousseau. Didn't meet him. It had a cover by Chris Burnham. Uh, and there's an alternate cover by Alan Qua of uh, the Doom Patrol Fighting Werewolves. And there's also a cover by Levy X. Levy X? Is that what's that? I would say Layrex. 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 Which has the Doom Patrol doing karaoke. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. of course they would. Yeah, I reckon they're singing Midnight Oil songs, but that's me. Um, anyway, within this issue, it's therapy time for the Doom Patrol, as their very own therapist, Dr. Cinco, introduces herself. 
When her metagene activated, it elevated her brain to a fifth-dimensional plane and allowed her to connect at will to five fifth-dimensional imps. You know, that's like uh, Mitzel Plick and Batmite and all those. Yes. They're, they're imps. Hmm. But she has uh, five of them, and they are Zuckton, uh, uh, ILM with an E. I, I just realized it says ILM. I wonder if that's a tribute to the George Lucas... Uh, Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, industrial light and magic for those of you who, yeah, uh, acronym in, impaired. <laughs> AI. <laughs> AI is acronym impaired. Right. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, res, Raz, and Yizd, and uh, well, yeah, and w- she can channel all of them and to deliver therapy advice. And when she does, she you can call them Jerry, which is what spells out from their their first letters of their yeah, no no acronym acronym impairment there, just speech impairment. Yeah, anyway. No acrimony. That's what yeah. when people pay you to do acronyms. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> we're sharp. Um, yeah. Anyway. First on the couch is the degenerate who doesn't want to explore his past, but wonders why Jerry has deemed him mission fit with so much of his past stuff deep down inside repressed. Uh, Jerry thinks that he can best learn through action. So that's what's happening. Uh, next up is Rita, and she discusses all the changes she's been through from dying, returning, her new relationship with the Flex Mentello, and field leader responsibilities. She's challenged by Jerry to accept that she can be better serving the team through letting go of her survivor's guilt and maybe being happy. Mm. Mm. These are really good lessons. Uh, Larry's session takes us through the evolution of his identity and reveals that he is now generating his own negative spirit, no longer a separate entity, but part of himself. He confesses sorting out his powers has led to him just feeling lonely because he no longer has um, a separate negative energy being. Mm. Mm. Cliff's talk with Jerry gives us the revelation that maybe his metagene is the reason his consciousness endures. After all, he's gone from being a brain in a robot body to being a backup of a personality in an electronic brain to a new brain to grown to planet size and then reborn as a baby, grown back to robot adulthood, etc. He is also worried about how quickly the team has had to embrace their new status becoming a metahuman rescue team. Jerry points out that Cliff has a team alongside him and he's not alone. Mm. Mm. Uh, Beast Girl, Kari, relates her nighttime misadventures in the Hollywood Hills that manifested her powers to provoke overwhelming emotional responses in people around her, plus the physical change that turned her into a literal Beast Girl. But the team rescued her, and she loves being with them, even though her real family have rejected her completely. The crazy Jane persona of the team checks in with Dr. Cinco as team leader. The doctor asks about having a session with her to check on the well-being of everyone, but the chief assures her that the underground takes care of its own. An inner reflection of a distressed, angry Jane sheds serious doubt on that statement. <gasps> yeah, that was the issue. What do you think, Mike? I thought it was very good for a fill-in issue. Um... I would have loved for it to maybe have gone a little bit longer, like maybe if we had a two-parter to focus a little bit more, but I think uh, for I think it's a really good overview of the personalities of the team for people who are new to the patrol, but also a nice little recap for long-time readers. Yeah, it's a, it's a really elegant way of, you know, getting over a lot of uh, continuity 
um, that's taken place, but you know, doing it in a natural way that's entertained, doesn't bog things down, and mm-hmm. acknowledges the past, and you know, says this is where we're at now, and this is how we got there. And yeah. I think I think it's been a very clever way to do it. I wonder how long Dennis had this sitting in his back pocket, mm. and 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 or how quickly he was able to put this story together. Um, yeah, because yes, it's a bonus issue, but it's a nice little interlude between whatever else he's you know had planned for a while that's coming up in in the re- remainder of the series so um yeah I, I thought it was really well done um there were st- some of my favorite moments um are in the scene where it's cliff's turn with with jerry and he's talking uh, he says to uh, uh did i ever tell you the doctor called her thinks i'm a metahuman he has this crazy th- theory that the car accident he uh, that somehow happened. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, huh, interesting that he's covering that up. Um, and yeah, so nice, nice little touches like that. And some of the, uh, the artwork has, yeah, callbacks to, uh, like Rita's, um, you know, rebirth from, from Milk Wars. Um, and, you know, Keeg, uh, the, the Keeg personality from, from Negative Man. Um, and even Cliff talking about, you know, turning into a planner. I think those are, are nice little things where if you're not overly familiar with the Doom Patrol history, there might be nice little doorways if you want to go and explore further into the, the back history of the patrol. I'd still love to see adolescent robot Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see a story where it says, yes, he ended up as a baby at, at the end of Way to the World. And what happened between then and now in terms of him regret? Because there's like a, a little scene there of, you know, a, a child type robot man playing with uh, toy cars as Jane's watching over him. It's like, okay, where's that story? Anyway, um, I really like David LaFuente's art. It's, it's you know, bold and lots of movement and, and cartoony. I can't put my finger on it, but there was something about his art that reminded me of Tanning Huet's art style. Yeah. From volume yeah. four? Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it kind of does um, a deceptively simple um, sort of anime style at times. Mm, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a really cool issue um, as a little one and done, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm still not 100% sold on Degenerate as a character, though. He just seems, I don't know, I, I mean, like, I, I get it, how his power works, and, you know, I get that, yes, he's got trauma and that, but I, I don't know. Um, I haven't I guess it. I guess it gives him. them, it gives Dennis and Chris a way to explore someone who's angry and, you know, the way they can integrate to the team, because everyone else is, you know, Cliff it really isn't the angry guy, he's, you know, hasn't been that for a long time, and, you know, so... Yeah. Everyone else is kind of integrated and, uh, you know, kind of happy. So, you know, but there's a plan there and basically, and also his, you know, anger fuels his, uh, his character. He's like, he wants to be the Hulk. So there's no yeah. point not being angry. So, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I still just, I don't know. Beast Girl, I love her though. She's yeah. awesome. She's, uh, and it's interesting how, you know, Cinco says to, to Chief Jane, oh, you know, her resilience is, is helping her adapt. Um, and she's probably, you know, the, the happiest out of a lot of them at the moment. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a fair call. Um, but yeah, it was a really cool little, little one-and-done story. What do you think of it, Paul? I thought it was fantastic. And yeah, I I really love the sort of montage style. And then it sort of gives way to traditional comics when we're getting things that we don't know, like uh, Beast Girl's origin. So, mm. But, you know, the really elegant 
here's a trip through the past of the characters without, you know, sort of tripping on anything. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of just showing you all the things that have happened and if you want to know about them. You, but, yeah, I really love the the integration of, you know, the history of the characters and also some stuff from the, the television show. So, we you know, we see about Larry's relationship with his, um, you know, mechanic friend and mm-hmm. Things like that. So, you know, it's really saying, yes, Larry is definitely gay and has, um, you know, been contending with that uh, as a married man in, the, you know, a long time ago. So, yeah, yeah it, it's a really good way of, you know, saying this is the state of everybody. But, you know, to do it all so quickly and efficiently and yeah. entertainingly is, yes. is just brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, one thing I wanted to do uh, as just a break from what we normally do is basically talk about one of our listeners who writes about every issue as it comes out, and that's Mark Gray. Because mm. um, yeah, he uh, for those of you who don't know, he has a blog called Danger- Too Dangerous for a Girl, and he puts in his thoughts about comics all the time there. And he he is a journalist type person, so he has much more. Um, clever thoughts than me so i thought i'd read some of the things he wrote about this issue because he said this was his favorite one so far of the run uh-huh. so he said uh introductions explanations reconciliations culver's ambition here is massive but his elegant script pulls it off producing my favorite unstoppable doom patrol issue to date he even gives us a final page full of foreboding which we that's why we went <gasps> yes um yeah Culver's partner in crime is guest artist David LaFuente, who does a magnificent job getting across the scope of Doom Patrol history without making the weight of it overwhelming to the reader. The weirdness of the Patrol's work is fully on display, especially in the special layouts which make up most of the book. The multi-dimension aspect of the issue allows Brian Reaver, the colorist, free reign to go bonkers with the colors, and boy does he, the vibrant choices suit the story, and Pat Brousseau's lettering choices ensure we know who's speaking on wo- as word balloons give way to narrative voices. Ideally, the character information we get here would be worked into the storyline over several issues, but Unstoppable Doom Patrol is planned as a series of miniseries, with each subsequent one dependent on the sales of the last, so there's no guarantee Culver would ever get to everyone. This standalone issue is a smart way to surmount the problem, and it's a triumph that should help make the second run a dead cert. So, yeah, so that's the sort of stuff you get from Martin, and uh, it's great sentiment and well-expressed. Mm. He, he good with words. <laughs> He good very word, yes. He word good. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, um, please check out his stuff because uh, Martin just, he does this all the time and he's he's reliable like clockwork, but more interesting than TikToking. Um, <laughs> I'm not talking about kids' TikTok, you know. Right. But, yeah, clock, yeah. clock, clockwork. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Clockwork word good, yay. <laughs> Beautifully put, Mike. I couldn't have said it better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, it's a great issue. Completely agree with Martin's thoughts and with yours. Uh, again, I'm, I'm curious as to how, either how long Dennis had this story sitting there or if he just, it just came to him really quickly and it all came together really quickly. Cause I'm still surprised that, you know, when they announced, Hey, bonus issue. I was like, what? How did they, what? you know, how did they work that in? How did that happen? Um, yeah. but magically it, it works really well. Well, I'm just wondering if this was intended to be one of the regular issues, but, uh, they were able to put another issue at the end. So Maybe. Chris was, Chris was able to draw, um, something more, more towards the finale of this arc. Mm. 
Um, which, I mean, I, I'm not going to spoil what I know, but I did hear the words stoppable. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not great. <laughs> that's not good. It's not okay. good in the toilet. It's not good <laughs> for the dentist. It's not good if they want another miniseries to come out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. who is your most doomable player? Oh, jeez. Who are you going to give that to? Um, it's, it's a tough call because everyone has a very short scene in this. Um, and look, I'm, I'm going to give it to Senko. I think... It's good to meet a new member of the team, even though they're not like a field member. That you know they're part of the patrol's organisation now. Um, I think it was really cool to see her power, uh, her and Jerry, uh, you know, in quote unquote action. You know, creating um, these astral safe spaces where all their thoughts are being played out, and as they're going back through the history of each person. Um, so I'm going to give it to Singo because she gives them some really good thinking points. And, and things to stop and, and mull over, you know, as, as they're having their chats with her. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give mine to Cinco. What about you? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the visual of Cinco, because she's like a... She looks like an old hippie woman, doesn't she? So, mm. But um, she's got these dangly earrings, but when her... Um, her fifth dimensional powers manifest, all these heads sort of pop out. Including <laughs> yes. Her ears sort of become part of other heads and the earring sort of starts swinging all over the place out mm. the side. So, yeah, um, disconcerting, but uh, very cool. Um, yeah, I think I will give it to Dr. Cinco. Uh, yeah, but, uh, we're, you know, we do have to worry about what's up with Jane. Is she a prisoner in the underground? Has she lost her voice? Mm, yeah, what, what a shock that something related to the chief is taking control. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> wow, it's never happened before. Never, never, ever, yeah. ever. So, look, I, yeah, I hope we get to see soon what is going on in the underground because something, something's not right there. Something's, you know. We'll have to admit that in, in Beast Girl's um, story, uh, when she was talking about the scene where she's saying, oh, I was rescued by the Unstoppable Doom Patrol, and it's got the team turning up, and then there's a girl in, like... It, 80s gear with long blonde hair. I was like, is that the chick from the outsiders? Oh no, it's Flit. I yeah. forgot that. <laughs> I was like, Hang on, no, that, that's Flit. That's, that's the other Jane Fest telling. That's right. I was like completely stumped for all of a second. But yeah, no, very, very yeah. cool issue. Yeah. For, for long time readers like us, there was a lot of character spotting and things like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It was very cool. Not a lot of, not a lot of John Byrne doing patrol. <laughs> no. You don't say. Yeah, I really. Well, I mean, Oh, that was they'd... a continuity cul-de-sac, and they really had to reverse out of it hard yeah. to get through it. So they, they, were trapped, they were trapped in a circle. Ah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the tenth circle, even. Ah. Uh, oh. Yeah. oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what a shame that they didn't have a, a, a picture of human Cliff Steele kissing child Rita. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, a bit, a bit came up then. Yeah, a, a real shame they, they didn't, you know... Have that in there. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I think we have Doomsplained this sufficiently for the segment called Doomsplaining that we do. Hell yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and action. It's Fade Out. Hosted by film fanatic Rob Kelly and a roster of special guests. Fade Out will examine the final films of Hollywood's brightest lights. 
part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Now it is time for the Mailbag O'Doom, where we go through comments and mails and such received about the show. And Paul, you've got an interesting comment there we received. Yeah, we got a, a comment on Podbean, which is our um, hosting service for the uh, the podcast that we do, this 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 podcast here. Um, it's from someone called MJ, and they said, Please, guys, I love your podcast, but it would be super helpful if you could fix your feed so I could listen to this lovely show on other platforms. Um, so yeah, and I replied saying, thanks for reaching out, MJ. What platforms are you wanting to hear us on? We dropped out of Spotify for ethical reasons, but we try to be everywhere else where, who will have us. Um, that's what I write. But, um, yeah, and if in doubt, there's always waitingfordoom.com, which is, has every single episode, you know, an embed in there so you can find it. But, um, Podbean is probably your best, your best bet, and you're already on there because you left us a comment. But, yeah, thanks, MJ, for your comment. We appreciate that you want to listen to our earlier stuff, and, um, you yeah, know, some of it's really good. Um, no, I won't elaborate. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, please reach out if there's anything else we can do or there's any platform you think we should be on. I, I know, like, um, Apple Podcast doesn't show every single episode of it we've got, uh, but I was looking through the stats for July and... Um, People are definitely listening to earlier apps like Doomsplaining and the first episode of DCOCD have certainly had a few runs. So, you know, people are finding them. But, yeah, if, if we can help you find them without using Spotify, we would love to do that. Yeah. yeah. But thanks and for your comment, MJ. Yeah, and what else is there, Mike? Uh, we got a comment from Craig McD. Hello again, Craig, who commented on episode 185, The Fast and the Nebulous, which was the last issue of Unstoppable Doom Patrol. And Craig said, nice catch on the quote-unquote mystery villain this issue. I totally missed that. And that was where we... I'm, I'm fairly confident it's Hungen um, that Hungen. we saw on the last page um, of, of issue three. Um, you know, And it's, it's pretty obvious that the, um, the Brotherhood are getting back together. What is it when it's a um, sort of brotherhood, sisterhood? Is it a dual hood? Is it? A fr- it's a fraternity of some sort. A fraternity of evil. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hang on. Yeah. I've got to let a dog in because it's barking oh, okay. outside now. My wife's asleep. Right. I hate dogs. Okay, bye. <laughs> but I think that's it for the male bag of doom this, uh, yeah, this show. it is. It is. So we've um, pretty much come to the end of the episode, Paul. So, um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think we'll talk about next time on the show? Uh, there is a, a Vertigo special called Totems, which oh. um, came out in... Uh, it was a uh, a publishing initiative called V2K, which was uh, placing it at the uh, Y2K time, where the, oh, okay. the century was turning and everything might break. And, uh, yeah, there was a special... And it sort of combined all the Vertigo um, titles of the time into a one big adventure um called totems and it has cliff steel prominent in that so we are going to cover that and i have a copy of it you don't it's not on the app so what i'm going to do is i'm going to read it and then i'm going to post it to you and then you can keep it because uh death prep death prep uh, yeah yeah you keep getting so many comics in the mail yeah paul's prepping for death yeah <laughs> i'm using that as an excuse yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am now <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. No, that, that, that should be very interesting. I, I was not even aware of the existence of this story until you mentioned it 
um, in one of our chats. I was like, what? No. How have we missed this? Yeah. And again, it's like, what, 23 years old now? So. Oh, yikes. Um, but yeah, still, so... it'll, it'll spice up, you know, what we're delivering. Something different. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's either wear lingerie or do this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, so Mike, tell people how they can get in touch with us and what they can do if they do. If you do want to get in touch with us, you can reach out on Twitter via Wilfred. He's at WFDPod. You can email us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. You can check out the Waiting for Doom Facebook page or our awesome website, waitingfordoom.com. We can leave a comment on any of our episodes um, and get in touch with us there. And you can also, if you would like to support us uh, by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. Just look up for Waiting for Doom. And you can join the Caffeine Nation, are we calling it the the Fellowship of the Ring? The, the, whatever other thing I come up with that will frustrate Paul, which I've not done this episode. What so. about Caffeines of Doom? Oh, okay. Oh, Caffeines. Caffeines. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well done. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Anyway, yeah, that's us. Um, so, as always, stay weird, be good to each other, don't be a crumb bum, and we'll catch you again next time for more Waiting for Doom. Waiting for Doom. Now, I was very organized, and I printed my script, and I brought it home, and now I cannot find it. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. I do like a paper copy, mm-hmm. but I don't have one now, so. Right. So, it's all about planning. You'd think so. <laughs> you, 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 should, you didn't email a backup copy to yourself? I did, I did, but I, okay. I, I want to... I wanna, Print one, you like I, to hold it. You like it note, in your hands. My notes are on my iPad. I don't want to switch between my notes and my, my printed thing. It feels good and foldable, as the, <laughs> the actress have... said to the bishop. <laughs> it's got a small font on it, as the actress said to the bishop. <laughs> it's full of typos, as the actress said to the bishop. <laughs> This this is gold. It's comedy gold. Oh gosh, we'll we'll release a double double CD of all the outtakes and include this. What's a CD, Granddad? (laughs) You hear that? That's the sound of our youth running away. (laughs) Dust in the wind. Smoke outline above a cliff. It's funny, when you said that, did you hear that? I've actually got the washing going on in the laundry next door, and I can hear all the water going down the drain. Ah. <laughs> and, so, and so that started just as you said, can you hear that? And I was like, what? And then you said, that's our life going away. I was like, yep, down the drain. Oh, okay, yeah, it's a metaphor. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's the Gary show for this week. <laughs>
This is why you should listen to the Gary Show, everyone. We haven't yeah. done it for a while, but there's a lot to catch up on. But oh, let, let's get started with our show. So, um, Mike, I, I presume you're going to put this at the end of the episode or something. <laughs> sure, maybe. I'll see how I'm going for time. I'm a busy okay. man. What a wolf. Got, okay. got things who's, to do and people to disappoint. Anyway. Who's so. on first? That would be me. I need to bring up my script. <laughs> <laughs> it's all crumpled um, and wet," said the actress to the bishop. <laughs> mm, I'm Paul, and you can find me on Twitter at reading underscore Hicks. Um, I'm on Blue Sky as Hicks H I X, which is better, and uh, that's where I'll be mostly moving forward. Um, we can also have uh, we've got waitingfordoom.com, our website, where everything to do with our show is there. What is that? Fuck off. <laughs> I'm getting some Bitcoin fucker is popping up on my Skype to tell me things. Did you hear the little whoop? No, I didn't. Oh, good. It's just in my ears. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good time to get into Bitcoin, actually. I think now's yeah. the moment. Right. Yep. <laughs> I think there's a lot of potential to make money there. Um, 